Hey, my name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mellon, and we are two newly re-elected Cambridge City Councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. I had to throw that in there. Yeah, I do. So We're exciting. <laughs> so elections are over. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. That was a rough uh, seven months of my life, our, our lives. I have to tell you that the last time we were here, which was not last week, but the week before, <laughs> Susan Fleischman, who's the executive director here at CCTV, I walked in and she was like, um, are you okay? <laughs> and I realized like I maybe not had, I don't think I had brushed my hair. We were hot messes. It was a hot mess. We did it. We made it. We made it. Um. So yes, for everyone who has not been paying attention, the election results are actually not final until tomorrow when the interna- yes. international ballots are... You want to get that? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> um, are counted, um, and then the election results are official. However, um, we can tell you that Sumble and I were both reelected, uh, along with um, incumbents Mayor Mark McGovern, Denise Sullivan, <laughs> not Sullivan, <laughs> Denise Simmons, Tim Toomey, Quinton Zondervan, Dennis Carlone, Patty Nolan, and then newcomers Patty Nolan and Jeevan Sabrino Wheeler um, will be joining us in January. Yeah. So that's the full council. So Craig Kelly was not reelected. And as everyone knows, Vice Mayor Jen Devereaux um, decided not to run again this year. So well, they'll have there'll be two new city councilors. Maybe yeah. maybe they'll have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, I it's nice to be a person again. Yeah. My house is a disaster. Did you do any cleaning? I did, but like, thank, I just felt like the Red Cross was going to come at some point and <laughs> de- just declare it a disaster area. You know when you're just like living with it yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. But then I woke up the morning after the morning after the election and I was like, <gasps> I know. It was so bad. Um, and so I, I've cl- slowly been tearing myself out of that. And you, you signed up for a book club? Oh, I did. Uh, it was like a month before the election and I was like, that'll be fun to do after the election. Like I, I want to have like a fun thing to do. So I signed up for a book club with these nice ladies who I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, the book, the, uh, the new Ta-Nehisi Coates book. Oh yeah. Water Dancer. Um, so the book club is tonight. I have not read the book. And also we have an ordinance committee hearing. Mm. So I really don't think I'll make it. And even if I don't, I won't have anything to contribute. But it was a nice, nice thought. You attempted. I really I really attempted to have a life uh, post-election. And it's not really panning out, people. Right. It's very hard still. Mm-hmm. So um, I, but I really, I gave it the good old college try. You did. You did. did. At least you attempted to even read. I mean, I didn't even even go that far. What have you been doing? So I uh, I went spinning. Oh. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, I went spinning. <laughs> I, I was very basic. I went to brunch Ooh. as well with friends. And I've just been seeing people and like yeah. enjoying. Just being a person. Going to the grocery store. Right. That felt nice. Uh-huh. Without uh, texting 75 people while you're in there. And not having a melt, you know, <laughs> big sure, meltdown. Sure. Uh, I went to dinner at Julia last night. <gasps> My favorite. First time there. It's so good. It's very hard to get reservations. Yep. I, my, one of my best friends uh, was coming into town and uh, for a conference. And so we're like, you know, let me see if there's any reservations. I got a reservation Tuesday for yesterday. I am telling you, Allah is looking out for you right <laughs> Thanks, now. Thanks, God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was, I got p- for four people. Oh my God. It was very expensive, but the and the, the pasta was delicious, like you said. It's a cute little place too. Like it's got a good it's vibe, adorable, really good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I'm glad good. I got to do that. Did you have good wine? 
No, we didn't. We had cocktails. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had kind of a Negroni type. Oh, you um, love those. <laughs> I do. Uh, and then my uh, other friends had, uh, I don't even know what people had, but it was great. I had the leftovers for um, lunch And you didn't today. have to like door knock before no. or after. <laughs> right. Like what right? is my life? It's like, wow, there's no door knocking. And just saying goodbye to your campaign manager. Like. Goodbye. It's just, I was. it's just like a, oh my God. Bye. Bye. I mean, I'll miss her. I will miss her. I had a good one. She did a great job. Yeah. She, <laughs> Obviously. She did. <laughs> she did. Uh, love you, Kelly. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm glad to be a human again, but it's still busy. I had so many committee hearings this week. I know. So I had two government operation committee meetings. So Which I am not on. So tell us all about those. So the first one was... Uh, and make it fun. Yeah, I will. Tuesday okay. morning and... Thank God I was there because if I wasn't, there would be no quorum because no one else could be there. Oh, how nice. So, like, Vice You and Jan, Jan just got to, like, run the whole business? Well, th- she was just like, thank you for coming. <laughs> uh, and so it was – so the first one was uh, about hearing claims against the city. And so there's different claims that people file. And then the city goes through and says, these are claims we can definitely defend against, but these are ones that, you know, could go either way. So we want the committee to decide. And so these claims are for under – $500, up to 500 or under uh, 500 And so they are examples like a DPW truck allegedly backed into the claimant's vehicle uh, or the... How would that be less than $500? I know, right? I well, feel like every time, like, every time I go to the body shop, it's like $2,000. Right, right. So, it, so legally, we can't, in these types of things, we can't, they could, if they don't want to accept it, they could, there's other like avenues. Small claims court or right, something? Right, right. But... Going to court actually costs even more money. So it's just an evaluation uh-huh. of what's what's worth it. So and you get so, to just decide like yes or no. Basically, uh, you know, so other examples were like a claimant allegedly drove over a pothole damaging vehicle. Uh, and so what happens is uh, we have to go into executive session and then the solicitor uh, will present. We have the claimant, if they show up, come in as well. And, and so, where does executive session happen? It's just, it's in the room. It's in the room. Oh, but so. it's just not on TV? Yeah, you, it's not like it, it's like not in the minutes, and so there's oh, details okay. that can't. Okay. Yeah, okay. There's okay. stuff that we can't talk about because uh, it's uh, the, goes to the our city's litigation um, ability and ability to defend itself. So, so this is so crazy. <laughs> I know. So the so the, <laughs> wild. So the solicitor, so exciting. The solicitor will go over the facts, mm-hmm. and then the claimant will kind of add on to it. And then we basically decide, should we grant this? Should we not? So you're sitting there with the claimant and they're like, I drove over this giant pothole and I ruined my tire and you owe me 500 bucks. And then then you have to decide right in front of that person? Yeah. Oh, basically. wow. Okay. It's, it's, so, so let's just say generally we pressure. approve these, these claims. Okay. Uh, it is a lot of pressure. And we're just looking at each other being like, what do you think? What do you? There was one. There's like a tree falls down, right? Mm. Is a city tree falls down on a fence. Should you know, it's, it's there's a lot of different scenarios, and sometimes the law is clear uh, and says, well, if we didn't have notice, we don't have liability. But then there's all these. Well, the law. It, 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 sometimes the law isn't fair, right? Mm, so right. how do we step in there? So that was the first committee hearing. It was a half an hour ish. Didn't last long. This conversation has lasted almost <laughs> as long as that. <laughs> Salted. <laughs> okay. So the, the the other government ops meeting was uh, yesterday. And uh, again, it was about 
reducing or prohibiting campaign donations from donors who are seeking to enter into a contract, seeking approval for a special permit or for an upzoning, seeking to acquire real estate from the city or seeking financial assistance from the city. So we we talked about a, a few things uh, and the different goals of such an ordinance. And the solicitor basically came back and said, if we were going to do any type of ordinance, there's a question of whether it would need probably need a home rule. Uh, and then we got into discussion with some about what some other cities are doing. And ultimately, the, a motion came up uh, to have the solicitor report back to the city council about whether the city has to file a home rule petition to require that lobbyists uh, register with the city and disclose campaign contributions to municipal officials, uh, whether the city has must file a home rule petition to limit donations from non-residents who have business pending before the council. So non-residents? Yeah. So if you are a resident and you have business before the council, you can donate to somebody. So it, it would. I think that conversation was we were thinking about amounts. Oh. Uh, and the third thing that we discussed was uh, reiterating the council's previous request to form a task force to explore public financing for municipal elections, particularly focused on vouchers and ma- matching donations. So the third piece, we've heard from the solicitor many times on this. It's really complicated. Pretty much what I feel with municipal, I, I like the idea, the execution and the implementation really just seems not tenable in the next few years. Well, isn't it Councillor Toomey's idea to limit, put a cap on how much you can spend? Yeah. Like that to me feels like a, an easier goal or an easier way to do that. I don't know. So again, yeah, I, no, there I are agree. some people that spend five thousand dollars and some people who spend close to a hundred thousand dollars right 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 and to me that's kind of wild it is wild so i i I believe in the goals i think that we had wanted this task force uh to be developed we the motion was in july uh, to say some of us are so close to this issue let's have some third Uh parties like really different discuss the different models that could work in cambridge because cambridge is different from seattle it's different from maine it's different from the other places that have uh so Anyway, it was an interesting discussion. Uh, a few people came to public comment. Uh, and and then finally, I'll stop talking, but uh, we had an Envision Report meeting yesterday. Which was very quick. I, came, I, had, a, I had another meeting, and I was, had, like, I was 45 minutes late. I was, I was like, I'll be 45 minutes late. It's fine. Yeah. I'll read the report, and then I won't have to like watch the presentation. Yeah. And I got there. It was over. I know. I saw you. I was like, it's done. We didn't have everyone. I was, again, the only committee member there. Uh, what? Councillor Carlones was sick, and oh, so he right. couldn't be there. And then I don't remember who else was on the committee, but they weren't there. Uh, and okay, so it was it was a quick meeting, but it was an overwhelming meeting. Have you seen the vision mm-hmm. report? Yeah, I have book? one. Yeah, yeah, you have one, right? So they brought a ton of copies, and we basically went over the different how many goals there are, what the targets are. There's going to be a dashboard, great to to monitor the the progress. There's a lot to say on that. I made one point where I said. We often don't know sometimes which things require home rule and which don't. It'd be really nice to just asterisk goals, right? With right. Home rule. Yeah, and just so that we know, or our residents know too. Res- ex- particularly residents, right? Like, so why aren't we doing this thing? Right, and it's like, wait, that is a longer term. It could be a really high impact strategy, but it would be the mo- really high difficulty, right? Or like, we should get it started exactly and send it off exactly because it has a lot of steps exactly. Okay.
So that was my week. How about you? Uh, um, I also had a really busy week. Um, oh, there was last night, there was a Tobin School renovation meeting, a community meeting at um, on Vaseline. I couldn't go, um, but I sent my husband for the rundown. And so essentially, there are three options that the architects uh, presented. Um, the school is planned to double over double in size and square footage and almost double in enrollment from 600 current students to uh, over 1,100 students planned for after the renovation is over. And that's not just um, elementary and middle school. They are proposing um, a human services preschool, which would have 160 students. It looks like the Montessori school would um, go up in enrollment by about 40 kids. Um, there would be a, a, an expanded special start and then the uh, there'd be a self-contained special education couple of classrooms with 40 kids um, and then the Vaseline upper school is going to um, increase by half so right now there's around 300 students and it's going to go up to about 450 then the sheltered English immersion um, kids will they're currently um, I actually you know what I think I think there are the SEI kids are there now. I don't know why this is saying that there's none, but it will go up to 75. Um, and then there'll be a, a middle school spe- self-contained special ed. So it's, it is going to have a pretty high impact on mm-hmm. that neighborhood. And there are three proposals of um, how to site the school and what it could look like. I think um, community members were surprised I, so I was at the last one, so um, I can't remember, it was over the summer, and people were also surprised that it was going to double in size, over double in size. Um, and I think one of the things that has been a big topic of conversation lately is that there are three, currently three baseball fields uh, at the Tobin School, like on the Concord Avenue yeah. side. And that's where like West Cambridge Little League happens. And um, it looks like after, with all three of the proposals, they're going to remove one of the baseball fields so they're going to keep one baseball field keep one field that will be like a multi-purpose field so that you can play soccer on it or you can play baseball on it but they were going to take away one of the playing fields and i just i have real concerns around taking away a playing field and play space for our kids um particularly since i know how difficult it is right now for different sports to access fields um i think it's kind of short-sighted for us to be taking away a field, particularly since lacrosse, um, which is a, a really emerging and up and coming sport that a lot of kids are playing, um, is constantly looking for fields. And I think that that would be a great way to actually add in a lacrosse field on that location, particularly if they're gonna be you know, this many kids at that school. And I, don't, I just don't understand taking away a field. And I think that that was, there's a, a lot of people, especially in the, the sports, um, area you know girls softball yeah uh, lacrosse alejandro and lacrosse just wanting to know like what is the deal so i there has not been an opportunity for the city council and the school committee to hear about these proposed plans so um we had floated a couple of ideas today and i think what we're going to do is um we have a round table with the school committee on december 2nd it's a city council. We're not going to have a meeting. We're going to have a roundtable with the school committee around um, early education, the the report that's coming back on universal pre-K. I think we're going to add an hour either to the front end or the back end of that to have that conversation about the school and ask our questions because I think we all have a lot of questions about it and they want to make a decision on which proposal to go for in December. 
Yeah. Oh. So I just um. So, anyways, I I think there's going to be an additional community meeting. I think that there's going to be an extended period of time for public comment. But I think it's going to be important for um, the school committee and the city council to really absolutely de- deeply understand the program capacity. Um, what the what is the plan for the other schools that have been swing spaces? So, the middle school um, swing space has been at the Kennedy Longfellow for like eight years. Yeah. Uh, what what is the plan for that space once it's no longer a swing space? Same with the Longfellow School on Broadway, which has been a swing space for the elementary school. What is the what's the plan for that? And that's actually situated right in the middle of the city, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about universal pre K or adding right. additional pre K, you can't put a three year old on a no bus. No way, it's not allowed. So right. um, you know, having something more centrally located for our our real young kids would, I just feel like that's a better. But you know, I don't know because the school. We haven't, not, yeah, we haven't been... had a conversation about what the plan is and the future is for the Longfellow School. So I think we all have a lot of questions. Um, I think the community has a lot of questions. Um, so I think having that roundtable and an additional community Absolutely. meeting or additional meetings for people to have a better understanding of what's going on and and submit input. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, doesn't, yeah, there has to be more And I was, you know, conversations. If, if you think about the, like the Putnam Ave Upper School and um, the King School, Right, right, right on Putnam Avenue. And then the new school on Cambridge Street, the King Open, Cambridge Street Upper School. Those are so, both kind of busy streets. Mm-hmm. If you go Vassal Lane, it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like the middle of a tiny neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and trust me, I have spent the last 11 years of my life right. um, getting to that school, spending time in that school and being part of that community. And um, I think adding another <laughs> 600 kids into that area is going to be tough. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, there has to be some. <clears throat> so that was. More Thanks, Bob, for going. I know he did a really good job of like a really good summary. Really good summary. I might just start sending him to all. I think kinds you should. Of meetings. Yeah, yeah, I think he, you should. <laughs> I was like, you have to announce yourself next time. Though. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Alana Mallon tonight. <laughs> Lest anyone think that she is not here, <laughs> she is. Um, okay, so we also have a a big meeting tonight. Yes, yes, and so it's our uh, first. Major upzoning. You and uh, I. Uh, ERs, yep. yes, uh, consideration. So in order to approve uh, this Cambridge side petition, uh, you know, we have to approve, we may have to approve the petition because it expires on 12 Yeah. So it's coming up, uh, but uh, we have a lot to think about. We can't really talk about what we're thinking, but we can give you some information about the project. So this project's essentially adding... Over 500,000 uh, square footage of uh, new gro- gross floor area. Uh, 30% uh, would be housing. The rest would be uh, some commercial and uh, lab and office space. Uh, 50% of the housing would be affordable and middle income housing, which uh, means it's about 87 units. Uh, there's a community benefits package, which uh, includes renovating the DCR boathouse and making it available for the public to use, as well as the CRLS crew team and CPSD third graders. Uh, there's a $500,000 contribution to a fund to support the arts, uh, affordable retail, nonprofit and daycare, daycare space, a $500,000 contribution to the tree fund and some other mitigation members. So that's, that's the whole package. Uh, and in exchange, you know, it is giving, granting uh, additional density and height. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I would say is that it is 
sort of intended to revitalize not only the mall, which is kind of the malls are sort of dying, um, but the First Street corridor and enlivening that corridor. Right now, you know, if if you've ever been along First Street, which I'm sure you have, it's just kind of basically a wall um, where the entire Cambridge site is to where the Sears building is. This would create first first floor ground level retail all along that space, and they're going to set back the store frontages so that they can create the sort of promenade um, and, and larger sidewalks, but also some protected bike infrastructure and additional tree canopy. And right now, there's, uh, the mall's already, they're, the third floor is already gone. Uh, they've they've right. closed all the... And they're sh- making commercial space. Yeah, yeah. And Sears is gone. left. Yep. Macy's is still there, but probably leaving. Like, probably leaving very yeah, soon. Very soon. Uh, so yeah, it this is a interest. It's an interesting. It's a big petition, so we'll have another discussion on it tonight. So yeah, so if it doesn't pass out of the ordinance committee tonight, um, they would have to refile the petition with the next council. Yeah. Um. So we'll keep you posted. We'll let you Stay know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um. So I went to a meeting um on Tuesday morning. It was bright and early. Yeah, eight a.m. 8 I wanted to go. But you were like, it's so early. I but you had so twelve other hearings. meetings. I know, yeah. me too. Um, so I went to the East Cambridge Business Association monthly meeting, got an an update. Um, DPW was there around the Inman Square redesign. I know a lot of people have been like, Are we actually redesigning the square? Like <laughs> nothing is happening there. It just looks like a bunch of construction equipment and yeah. we took down all these trees and everybody's mad. Here's the deal. Um, so what's been done so far um, has been mostly utility work. So gas demobilizing and then also sewer and drain video inspections and pipelining and repa- repairs. So it's mostly been Eversource and utility work up to this point. So Newport Construction, who is the um, construction company that we have engaged with to do this work, they start on site next week. And um, for those of you who live in and around Inman Square, there has been sort of this fence around Volucci Plaza with the construction equipment. Um, We are going to be getting one of those really nice art um, screens uh, for the duration of the construction. So that'll be a little bit nicer. Right now it just looks like a... Construction <laughs> right. zone. Um, so, what's going to be starting happening now is on Springfield Street, which is the little street where uh, Olay and and Peta and the little Springfield Street uh, parking lot. There's going to be utility work, including the water main that will start next week, and then the Springfield Street parking lot. I'm told uh, will not undergo any construction until after the holiday season. So, and then work will be starting to be done on Hampshire Street. So, in the spring. Uh, of 2020, the surface construction will start. And I think that's when we'll really start seeing the impacts and the traffic. And um, But at least it will feel like the project is kind of getting moving. And then during the summer, the sidewalks and bike infrastructure will be implemented. And then in the fall, um, both the larger Bellucci Plaza on the other side of the street and the smaller one where it is um, currently right now will be constructed and then the project they're telling us is still on schedule to be fully implemented in spring of 2021 with um, the final trees and plantings happening then wow yeah so um for more information on that everything that i've just said uh, you can go to cambridgema.gov slash the works slash inman square um squares spelled out so take a look at that um they are actually doing a really good job of getting the communication information out and like these nice flyers that I get through my mail slot and it's going to be a fun ride people yes stay tuned stay well, tuned. thanks for going to that 
So now to the event section of our podcast. We have some fun, fun things coming up. Uh, Sister Act at CRLS. You uh, love a musical. I, I love a good musical, <laughs> and I love the director, my my uh, former Monica teacher and uh, friend. Uh, Monica Murray is directing the musical. It opens t- tomorrow, uh, and there's shows on the 16th, the 22nd, the 23rd at 7, and then there's a show on the 24th at 2 p.m. Uh, it's going to have a cast, crew, and orchestra of over 40 CRLS visual and performing arts students. So definitely come. I'm going uh, Friday. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm going Saturday the 23rd. Oh, I'm going to be out of town. Oh. I would totally go with you. Yeah. So listeners, totally come. We have an amazing uh, visual arts and performing art uh, you know, department, and that's where I you know, started. That's where, that's where it all started. That's where it all started. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, um, the Margaret Fuller Neighborhood House is having a turkey drive. Um, and so they are collecting Thanksgiving meal donations. You can drop off frozen turkeys, boxes of stuffing, yams and canned cranberries, more, at 71 Cherry Street by 1115, uh, Monday through Friday from 9 to 6, or Saturday 9 to 12 uh, noon. You can also go online and donate uh, money so that they can directly buy turkeys and things of that nature. Um, and also they always are looking for volunteers to work the turkey drive so I don't know if anyone's ever done this but it's the weekend before Thanksgiving it's pretty cold um, but you get to you know check people in and help um, people shop for items and it's actually a really nice event awesome yeah so some information on resident parking permit uh, holders so there's a change in renewal timing so if you hold a current resident permit it's valid until March 31st 2020 The online renewal period will begin on December 15th. So this is a change from prior years when the permit expired at the end of January and the renewal period began in in November. So don't freak out. Don't freak out. Even though like the sticker still says expires January 31st. It says that? I think so. Hmm. I know. Well, anyways, maybe I messed that up. No, no, no. Because I saw it. I actually saw it myself. And I was like, that's weird. I don't know why they're doing that. I was hoping you would tell me. But nope. Nope. Sorry. No news here. (laughs) No news here. (laughs) Okay. So there's openings on a couple of boards and commissions. Deadlines are being extended to 1115, which is tomorrow. Correct? Yes. Okay, Friday. So the Affordable Housing Trust, which is a big one. The Citizens Commission on Civic Unity. The Digital Equity Working Group, which please join that one. Yes. Everyone. Um, the Library Board of Trustees and the Recycling Advisory Committee. So you can visit cambridgema.gov slash apply to read more about all of those boards and commissions and to apply right online. Yeah. Tomorrow is the deadline. Tomorrow. Tomorrow also from 4 to 7. And uh, it'll be in the basement of 99 Bishop Allen Drive, uh, a community block party to celebrate the preservation of the nonprofit row. So no, actually, it'll be in the St. Paul's Church. The AME, yeah. It's going to be there, too, mm-hmm. right? The basement, too of, the basement of um, Bishop Allen Drive is like Cambridge Camp. Right, 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 right. Never mind. Nobody wants that. Never mind. So it's yeah. going to be cold, so we moved it inside. We moved it inside. It's going to be fun. So come by, 4 to 7. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going. No, I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Ready to dance? <laughs> um, and also, lastly, so 
Mark your calendars for Small Business Saturday, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. There's going to be a ton of really fun events that are happening on that day. I don't know if people remember or not, but Sumble and I last Small Business Saturday ran around town. And, that um, was so cute. It was so fun. And we talked to a lot of small business owners about the importance of Small Business Saturday and how the city could do a better job of supporting um, their retail establishments on that day. Uh, so there um, I'm going to be a bunch of events in each square. There's going to be district maps which is really exciting was one of the things we really wanted was um, to try to identify through a map like where where are all the small local shops and um, there's a website yes that um, I will post we'll, we'll tweet we'll tweet it because it's very long and has a lot of numbers <laughs> in it and I yeah I will send out a, a bitly link um, but yeah just mark your calendar because a lot of our small businesses told us last year that th- small business Saturday is actually will determine whether they will end the year in the black or in the red so it's really important for us all to go out and shop local shop small shop till we drop shop till we drop on small business Saturday I spent a lot of money that day actually I did I got a lot of good gifts though I did too and I felt like I was so ahead of the game that you did get a lot I more did. than me yeah well i was like i was i was on a mission we got a we were doing a lot we were like working we were yeah. shopping we were like taking pics of each other we i had my first curio waffle yes you're welcome <laughs> which we have to do that again yes yes right. okay we'll we'll we'll, we'll do a pl- like a live tweeting of, every, <laughs> of that day. Everybody wants that. All right, everybody. We Wait, will... one more event. Yeah. One more oh, event. Okay. Um, on December 10th from 5 to 6.30 at the Job Connector at 792 Main Street, mm-hmm. um, they are hosting an evening informational session for women in Cambridge <gasps> who want to learn. Thank you for remembering that. About, thank you, Sarah. My age was like, you should mention this podcast. First, uh, pers- to, to learn about opportunities in the, in the union building trades. So, We'll tweet the fire out and share more, more information, but I just wanted to get the date out, December 10th, uh, 5 to 6.30. I will definitely be there, and we will definitely tweet We have it an out. ordinance meeting, so we can't be there. Maybe I'll send Bob <laughs> to the ordinance committee hearing. <laughs> what if I just started sending my husband everywhere? I mean, I think you should. I think he's That's a good very smart and very engaged. Hey, very nice guy. Hey, such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Um, hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> all right. So we will see you all next week. I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, thanks. stay warm. Yeah, stay warm. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.